Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I am Connor from the House of L, and I'm joined by guest Dave from Signal of Doom. How are you, Dave? I'm very well. Uh, thank you, Connor. Hello to you. Hello to the listeners. Uh, coming direct from the Phantom Zone, obviously. Deep, deep in the Phantom Zone. I'm making an appearance. Um, yeah, happy to be here. It's been a long time, it feels like, since I've been on, and I know that you've had a rotating guest list yes what a dance partners for you connor yeah uh, yeah it, <laughs> it feels like a long time uh actually i guess it was uh where where were when were you on last oh probably a few months ago you know, uh caveman ago. superman versus big brain batman and the okay. the composite superman batman I have almost no memory, but yes, that sounds like that sounds right. I do remember I was on for a Lobo episode as well. Yes. Um, and, and can I say actually, before we even get started, and I think your show was part of it. I have really dipped my my toes more than my toes in the Superman Bronze Age mm. over the last year. Uh, very, you know, it starts off very innocently, and then I just I, it's been my bedtime reading most nights for for a, quite a long time and i find it very addictive so, so have you have you just started with like the elliot magan run and just kept reading or uh i probably about a roughly a year ago i started with denny o'neill's uh the sandman superman right. stuff yeah, actually yeah that would be the start of it i think yeah. and i just i started there like literally there and i just kept rolling and yeah. i've rolled I rolled pretty much all the way to the end of Elliot Magan's actual first run, you know, because he has a gap. Um, and then I've also, and then I've sort of doubled back onto action, and I've started yeah. reading action from sort of Kerry Bates, where he starts in the sort of late Silver Age. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, jumping around a bit, man. Like, but all in all, I, I find it a lot of fun. It's really know? good stuff. Like, they were the writers. They were just, they were really trying, like, all sorts of interesting stuff. Like, they would always, they're always shooting, well, a lot of the time they're shooting really high with, like, the concepts for their stories. And they're just, exactly. even if they miss, like, they're still entertaining, you know? And a lot exactly. of the time they hit, though. So exactly. And, can I say this, so much Kurt Swan artwork. Yes. That it's almost impossible for me not to enjoy it just for that factor as well. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think Kurt, Kurt Swan was at his best during the Bronze Age. He's great as well, yeah. and like I think he's he's still like the best Superman artist to me. I he, um, he's he's number one by some distance for me. You yeah. know, like, and, and I'm not I don't pretend to be the most well-read Superman reader ever or anything, but but um, I know I, I find an absolute pleasure. And you know what? It's just been a lot of fun digging into all this stuff, because I hadn't read any of it. I'd read, yeah. or what I had read, maybe I'd read a few things on a newsstand in the early 80s, you know? So I have childhood memories of it, but very little. And, um, you know, yeah, just dipping my toes into it, and um, it's just a lot of fun. And, and I think these issues we're doing tonight, which are um, sort of later, they're about 1979 or 80. 1980, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, fun as well. Um, still Bronze Age, isn't it? By 1980, yes. is that right? Yeah. Yes, it's it's Bronze Age up until the end of Crisis. So right. when when okay. John Burns Man gotcha. of Steel hits, that's the end of Bronze Age Superman. Gotcha, gotcha. See, I never really understood that or, or knew that until quite recently. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. It's so a bit, it's, bit more of a yeah. literal ending as opposed to like the sort of yeah. changing of styles that the earlier ages were. You know? Yes. They're like, okay, we blew up the Bronze Age. Now we're doing the Modern Age. So. And yeah. I've been on, um, super recently, getting ready for this actually, I've been on some sites going, listing best Superman stories mm. beyond just the ones that list like stuff for the last five years. You know like, what I mean? Oh, yeah, like the, the usual list of like Birthright, Red Sun. Yeah, like um, it's not that they're not good stories, but like going beyond that, you know? Yeah, like ten, um, ten, the 10 best Superman stories when you've read the 10 best Superman stories. Exactly. You know? And. Um, I found a really good list, which which actually listed some Bronze Age stuff, of which this was one, which is what I picked it from. Huh. Um, and, you, you know, like, it was stuff that no one talks about, which yeah. I think makes it interesting, you know? Yeah, there's, there's a really weird thing where, like, not a lot of Superman stories before John Byrne's reboot get mentioned. Like, there's a handful, like, uh, you know, obviously, like, dog. the... The Alan Moore stuff, uh, yeah. Return to Krypton, but like, yeah, it's it's really it's because they're like they they reprint a lot of stuff from 1986 onwards, but they're not, you know, not the Bronze Age Superman has not been printed much. Well, um, I know, and I think that's a shame because I think in today's age, I I, I mean, look, let's face it, you know, they're they're running dry a bit in the current timeline, so. Dig back in the files, and I will say this: I believe in the September, the first Silver Age Superman omnibus comes out. I've got mine pre-ordered. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I've said um, to Rich on Signal of Doom, I've said I'm going to collect Batman and Superman, all the Silver Age and all the Bronze Age, as long as it takes. I don't care. Yeah. It'll, you know, I'll just I'll just get it as it comes out, and I'll just build a library of it. Like fuck, that's why the, not? That's the best idea. If you have the dodge, get it as it comes out, because then you don't yeah. they don't go out of print. You don't have to pay extra. I have the... So, obviously, that's a good sign that we're getting Superman Silver Age because that hopefully means we're getting Superman Bronze Age in the future. So, uh, so I'll definitely be getting the first Silver Age omnibus. Uh, I have the yeah. first two Superman Golden Age omnibuses. Uh, yes. you're, not, you're not as big a fan of that era as I am, um, but, like... Uh, it's, oh, it's just a bit early for me, man. I, I just... It's I, very I primitive. Sort of cut-off point, man. You know, I but just... It's, it's a personal thing, you know. It, it, it is primitive, but it's a really good, like... Just for yeah, historical yeah. curiosity to for look sure, at, for and sure. you know, I I like the Savage Superman, the guy yeah. who you know he'll break the rules. Uh, he doesn't care about you know the laws. Well, of he's the so government. different um, to the normal, you know. And they, and Grant Morrison brought that back. And yes, like they've Mark Wade kind of runs with that, but yeah, he's not a stooge. Like he sort of becomes later, and I really like that stuff. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm excited for Silver Age. Yeah. So, I feel Bring it like on. if I had the money, like I would, I would definitely collect all of Bronze Age. That's for sure. They, like, if well, I had to collect the thing all is, that it's them. not like they release them every month. You no, know? Um, it's true. But yeah. there's, I think there's like seven or eight gold. Oh, there'll be lots. Bonuses, so that's like, a lot. I know with Conan, for example, um, I just made the decision when Marvel got that license and started reprinting Savage Sword and the regular Conan. I just said, I'm just going to buy them as they come out, and if they come out every few months, I'll drop the cash. And before you know it, I, I built a library up of Savage Sword and regular Conan, and yeah, Marvel eventually lost the license, and of course everything's on pause, but I've got this huge library of it. Mm. And it's just, it's the way to do it, obviously, if you can afford it, but 
it's the way to do it. Just get it as it comes out. Yeah. Because it's not like they release one a week. It's it is. I've and been, I don't buy yeah. a hell of a lot. I my my purchases of of comics have really slowed down because yeah. I've collected so much and I and I don't have much interest in much of the newer stuff. Yeah. You know, I don't have a lot of interest. There's an occasional thing, but I so I'm sort of more picky. If you know what I mean? Yeah. I have been. I've been doing that with one thing, which is Daredevil, the epic collections. I, were, I was trying to do it with Daredevil and Spider-Man, but that was just too much. So sure. I've just been doing it with Daredevil, getting those epic collections as they come out. And that, that's a good idea. Um, like, I'm, I'm less inclined to have all the Golden Age than, like, all of the Silver Age. Mm. Um, so I might, I might start doing that with the Silver Age. But yeah, you know, I'm not... The only thing is, I'm not sure if the Golden Age Onibus has collected newspaper strips, which by... From what I've heard, the newspaper strips are actually better. Really? Yeah, and Alvin Schwartz, uh, a philosopher, uh, oh. he, he died a while ago, but he started off writing Golden Age Superman. Wow. And he quit DC when <laughs> they gave they, they did an issue where Lois Lane got Superman's powers for a day, and that was too much for him. He's like, you know, you can't just give Superman's powers to someone else. Like, and he full-on quit over it. <laughs> so he was passionate. You know, That's I think funny. He, like, quit in the 50s, I think. So Yeah. But, like, because there was, there was all sorts of zany shit like that, though. That was normal, wasn't it? It was, but he hated it. That was, like, he a step too it, far yeah. for him. He took yeah. it very seriously, which I respect, you know. Good for ah, him. Yeah, well, why um, not? Yeah. So, but uh, anyway, that... Uh, that's a bit of a tangent. Uh, in terms of current Superman stuff, because I haven't been on the air for a while because I had a visitor and then I've been sick. Is there so... any news of any note? Um, I don't think so. That The first season of My Adventures of Superman is wrapped up. Uh, I liked the first couple of episodes, but every episode after that, I've been kind of like, mm, I don't really like it. What was uh, the animation like? Look, the art style's not my thing personally, but the animation mm. is of good quality. Okay. So... Okay. It's not like it doesn't feel cheap like those new DC movies. Um, uh, they feel awful. Yeah. You know? uh, but so okay. I will finish that. I'll probably drop a review on the show, maybe. Um, yeah, you should. Anyway. I'm up to Smallville season six. Oh yeah. Oof. Good I, luck. I I have. Well, dude, I've really enjoyed the ride, man. Um, I just found I, season six to be rough. Well, I'm, I'm, when I say I've started, I, I'm like two episodes in. Yeah. And, but but overall, I have really had a good time watching this show. It's good, and you know, and maybe it helped that I sort of had low expectations, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. Like, I, I mean, really yeah. like Lois, man. Jesus, she's Christ. great. She's one of my favorite Loises. And like, if you're, you know, you're a Superboy fan, so I think Smallville's like always yeah. missing is the tights, obviously, but Smallville is, for the most part, a Superboy show, really. Yeah, I've, I've so. gotten over that. Like, you know, it, you, you roll with the punches. It's a lot better than I expected it would be, frankly. There's you some... Know? There is some legitimately good stuff there. I thought Season yeah. 5 was very strong. I really enjoyed it Season was, 5. It was, and they, they fixed the problem that I had with Superman the movie. I always rag that? on Superman the movie when he... But he flew was, back in time? Or yeah, what? and he's just able to solve everything like that. <laughs> in the comics, it barely ever works out. It Actually, it never works out. That's like a rule in the comics. Like, he's never able to change anything yeah. significant. Um, yeah. So in the movie, it just creates that thing... Uh, even Alan Moore hated it. And I'm saying, this is before Alan Moore became like a curmudgeon. You know? Yes. So, uh, but... What Smallville did, for those who don't know, and this is spoilers for Smallville Season 5, he does it 
uh, he goes back in time. He does the Superman the movie thing to save Lana. Yeah. But what that does, it has the side effect of that ends up killing Jonathan. Because there's always a tax, like, always a cost to be paid. Yeah, that's true. So, like, he couldn't just prevent a tragedy, like, another tragedy happened. So I thought that's, like, a really clever way of doing it. Yeah. Um, well, it, may, it gives it some stakes. And it means he can't just do it whenever he yeah, wants. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know? totally. I do. I mean, as a kid, even as a kid, and I love Superman the movie, there's a party that's like, oh, he can just go back in time. Yeah, why does he just do this all the time? <laughs> yeah. Like, that easy? Okay. Um... Yes. No, I, I really have enjoyed it. What I didn't expect was Lana and Lex just to start hooking up. That came out of nowhere, yeah. but I was like, okay, why not? Le- I do love Lex, though. He's my favourite. He's great. Uh, Lex- actually, yeah, great. Lex's dad is my favourite in the show, but Lex is like a close second. So. He, yeah, they're both really good, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, I forget what the guy's name is, but yeah, he's excellent. Do- uh, John Glover, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, he's, he's, no, he's really good. And and I didn't realise he'd be in it so much. And and the guy who plays Lex, um, who Michael everyone Rosen. always says yeah. is fantastic, he really is. You know, yeah, he's like the only. I think Lois and Clark and Smallville. Uh, to be fair, I haven't seen the old Superboy show, but they're the only ones that actually feel like Lex Luthor from the comics. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I agree. The the Lex in. Um, Lois and Clark was good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was like the good sort of modern Marv Wolfman Lex and like yeah. Lex in he's he's just I feel like he, he really embodies like the pre crisis Lex a lot. But, but uh, what yeah. I what I don't get is I mean look no offense it's not like he's that complicated really to play I mean so but when the movies do it they've just got him so wrong that it's I... kind of funny the know? movies yeah they always try and make a comic relief i don't know i I think the villains are always complicated like a good villains always should be like I, I oh think, yeah like, but i mean for an actor like if given the right script i mean he's a he's a villain with some redeeming qualities kind of thing you know and and in smallville he has a lot of redeeming qualities you know yeah he's quite sympathetic in smallville a lot of the time you know which i um, guess is one complaint that i kind of see is that he's He's a bit too sympathetic. He is pretty much, um, but it's interesting. But you know what? It's interesting because it is interesting. You know, it's it's a different. That's kind of why I like the show. I mean, that's like me nitpicking, really. Um, Yeah, no, it's you know what? It's they're not just playing the the same old song. You know, they they they're they're a show. They're obviously very influenced by other stuff that was around the time. So you can definitely see traces of Buffy at times and oh, various it, it's, other shows. When know? I started watching, I'm like, oh, this is like X-Files. Because it was it's like got, very monster got, of the week. It's certainly got some feel of X-Files. It's got a little bit of a feel of early 2000s comic books as well. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's of its time. And I guess maybe that's why I enjoy it so much, because I read a lot of comics around that time period that came out then. Yeah. And I can recognize it. Um and I just happened to miss it. I meant to watch it. I remember when it debuted, I was actually playing tennis quite a lot, and I just, it simply wasn't, mm. I, I simply just missed it. You know how you miss shows? I just didn't yeah, yeah. catch it. And by the time I came to check a few episodes out, it was really late in the run. And We didn't have, like, the internet like we did now. So if you if you, you missed an episode, you basically and stuff. Yeah. missed it. Yeah. So I, I sat down to watch it and started, and straight away was like, oh, I like this. And then I really enjoyed 
how it's progressed. And I've I've watched it sort of, you know, pretty consistently. So, yeah, no, it's good. I really like the last three seasons where he moves to Metropolis. They're my Well, I'm looking seasons. forward to that. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Like I said, I mean, I'm in six now. I'm probably on episode three. Um, there's been some standout episodes for me. There was there was yeah. one with Silver Kryptonite, I think, that I thought was... I think it was Silver Kryptonite. It was a really good episode. Is that the one where he, uh, he like, body swaps or something with Lex Senior? Or is that another Maybe one? Maybe something like that. Yeah. I... I, I I'm bringing it up as we're talking, but I, I remember that that was... There's been a few episodes in season five that I thought were really good. You yeah. know, that was probably my favourite season. And that's not taking anything away from other seasons. I really enjoyed the one that's kicked off um, one season, maybe it was four, where he, he'd had some um, Crimson Kryptonite and he was basically, like, without morals... Oh yeah, he was just—he just became like a jerk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was a really good episode. Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, That's what he, he puts I, on the I leather really jacket. He starts it. riding the motorcycle around. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just—that was where I really went. Oh, this is really kind of um, okay. So the one that I liked a lot was called Splinter. It's the seventh episode in the fifth season of Smallville. What's the thing? He's exposed to a new kind of meteor rock, causing him to have paranoid delusions about those around him. The silver kryptonite makes him believe that Chloe's going to reveal his secret. Jonathan is scheming mm. against Lionel, and Lex and Lana are having a secret relationship. Chloe and the Clints finally search for a cure, but it's Professor Fine who comes to close rescue, but not without an agenda. The, the the description sounds boring, but it's a really good episode. I think the description's awesome, and it reminded me of that's a really good episode. Again, like yeah. there's some legitimate like it's a goofy show, but there's some legitimately great writing like in this, in this show. And um, it's funny that Lex and Lana thing is a bit prophetic. <laughs> yeah, so. well, that was I was surprised, not that surprised, because the whole show is about people hooking up all over the place. But, <laughs> but, but, like I was like, oh, okay, they're really going there, and I guess they really helped them sort of shuffle Lois in a lot more. Lois hooked up with Aquaman. Lois is hot, like frankly, she's <laughs> yeah, fucking it's, hot. It's very and, attractive. Oh yeah, I was like, because when the show started, I was like, yeah, Lana's beautiful but then lois came on the scene and i was like actually lois is really spoken like yeah yeah so yeah show kids um yeah no i recommend anyone you know if you're interested check it out it's fun uh 10 seasons 10 (laughs) seasons sounds like a lot but you know just it is a lot but that's over time you know you binge stuff on netflix all the time so exactly uh and other superman stuff so i haven't caught up on my comics yet uh, but I've been hearing really good things about Williamson's Superman run. Okay. So I'm interested. I know that like it has a lot of Lex and Parasite stuff. Parasite, I feel, is underused. So I'm pretty interested to check that and, out. And how much has he done so far? Like, I mean, how many issues? Because like 20. Are, are we up to Joshua Williamson's Superman? Uh, let's see. Is he just doing the Superman title? Is that it? He's well. He did Night Terrors as well, which yeah. I have. Uh, interesting. I've I've actually been collecting Night Terrors. So yeah, any good? I'm, I'm keen to read it because it's horror. Okay. So Superman horror, my two favorite things, and they just don't intersect very much. So that's why I'm uh. keen to read it. Uh, I don't. I don't know where he's up to because googling this is. Yeah, weirdly but difficult, he but... he is doing the Superman title though. I think he's the... on issue. No, this is the trade, for God's sake. Look, I think he's on issue... He did an annual, I think. Mm-hmm. 
so I think he's on like issue six. Are, are six. you reading The World's Finest? Because I know Rich won't shut up about how great The World's Finest by Wade is. I've read like one snippet of World's Finest, and I loved it. They okay, yeah. they it was like a ten page thing where they teamed up to fight Negative Man. Um, okay, it's it's very retro. Throwback. Rich absolutely loves it. Like it's yeah. like you know it's it's the answer to all his prayers kind of. I thing. mean, Mark <laughs> Wade went kind of crazy, but damn, he's good. And you he's know, cool. uh, like we read Birthright this year for the show. Great, great. It holds up. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's weird. To think it's twenty years old now, but it holds up much. Great comic. Than... Great comic. Great story. Yeah, and that uh, that had like the perfect Lex in terms of mixing. He's sympathetic, but he's just bad in a way, you know. Mm. But um, the thing is, I'm really looking forward to Mark Wade's miniseries, which I think issue two might be just mm. coming out. Last Days of Lex Luthor. That yeah, we did the first issue, and it was fantastic. Yeah, that that's because that seems like a sort of quasi sequel to Birthright, where he's expanding on that more, and the whole premise is like. It's really good. Yeah. It's, really good. yeah. It, it, it's like the sort of... Those Superman... Some There's a reason that Lex is Superman's best villain. Like, a lot mm. of Lex stories are really good, so I'm very keen for that. And the fact that you thought it was good, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty oh, excited. Oh, no, we, we, we really enjoyed it. We uh, we did it, and I think we said that we're going to do it um, either week by week or we'll do it when it comes out as a full trade. I'll tell you something he did that was awful. Uh, his world's finest Teen Titans. It was actually like grandpa writing kids. It was really Uh-oh. bad. It was uh, no, dude. It was like seriously. It was just bad. You know, right, like it was yeah. like. But it's but it's also like he, he really shouldn't be trying to write these teenagers. Kids. It was just yeah. so. It was ham fisted, and then luckily with the next week we re- and I slammed it, and the next week we read uh, the Lex Luthor thing, and I was like, this is just excellent. So, yeah. you know, that was an aberration. What? I do uh, plan to have Ray back to cover yeah. that once it's finished, since we covered Birthright. Uh, yeah, you, you know, figured it, it's, it's a good successor yeah, to that. So, yeah, uh, exciting stuff. Also, last bit of news, I watched mm. Justice League War World, and I really mm. enjoyed it. What, what I watched, I enjoyed. I haven't finished it, but what I watched, I did enjoy. It's I... So, the thing is, like, the look, you can, you can have... I'm sure there's legitimate gripes you can have with the movie, and there are some legitimate problems with the film. But the negative reviews I've seen aren't that. They're like, why isn't this a more <laughs> traditional Justice League movie? It's okay. like, are you not allowed to yeah. do anything new? Like, if you yeah. get, like, and there's problems with the movie, but the fact that it's not quote unquote traditional yeah, is not a problem. Calm, calm down. In fact, you know? that, in my opinion, that's a good thing. Uh, I've seen, I've seen Justice League. Uh, you know, on War World and the animated series, you know, we've gotten those stories, and so this is. I liked of... it. It's a lot of kind of what ifs and stuff, from what I saw. Like... It's it's three vignettes that are tied up mm. by the fourth act, which is the messy kind of part. Uh, mm. The fourth act is still good, but it raises a lot of questions. But um, before that, it's like these three vignettes. You have a Wonder Woman in a Western, uh, Batman, uh, specifically the Jonah Hex setting and then i like that one that was the one i really enjoyed batman in the warlord universe love the warlord and then you have superman in this kind of invasion of the body snatchers twilight zone is warworld is, sorry warlord in in the batman one yes the character um oh awesome yeah. i love that character i love that i love warlord in general like yeah warlord, warlord's like the kind of main 
character besides awesome well i'll keep watching no what i watched i liked i just i was just a bit busy but i did watch the wonder woman jonah hex thing and i thought that was pretty good actually yeah uh jonah hex was like weirdly out of character but it kind of does explain that massively evil wasn't he yeah which he's not like the guy doesn't like slaves and you're telling me he's just okay with gunning down like kids he's normally uh... (laughs) like an anti-hero but he was what i saw he was just a flat-out villain yeah, so that's kind of explained, but, like, everyone seems more in character in the other ones, like, World cool. World and... Uh, One so... thing I will say, though, it did suffer from the very poor animation style. Um, yeah, that, and that, I that... think, you know what, like, uh, they don't get much money to do this stuff. They, they mustn't, and it shows. Yeah, which know. is a shame. Um, I mean, like, I, I bought this... Because if I'm interested in it, or if I really like it, I will buy it just to support them, because they're not... Like, because I want better quality animation for one. Aren't but you like... a man of principle? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh... Well, but that's yeah. Good. good for you. No, look, but I don't get a budget, which is crazy when you think about who fucking owns them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I... And how much, how much money these IPs take in? You know, really. But yeah, look. Uh, uh... I might do. A, I'm going to be doing a proper review on it over at the DCAU podcast when they get up to it. So I'll go into the ending and kind of how good but weird and the odd sequel okay. bait. Well, very, I'll, very I'll, odd. I'll, I'll watch it over the next week or two and I'll give you my thoughts. Yeah, on the end, but I liked what I saw. Yeah, and you get more Martian Manhunter because I thought Martian Manhunter was good in Man of Tomorrow. So Martian Manhunter's cool. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, Man of Tomorrow was another thing I rewatched. I really enjoyed it. I, I liked like... that. That was the one with Lobo, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked that. Like, again, I hated the animation, but I liked the story. I thought it was fun, actually. Every All the characters were really well-written. Yeah. Uh, Lois is kind of awful in it, like an awful person, but everyone else is kind of really well-written. Good Lex, good Lobo, good Marshman, not a good Superman, obviously. Parasite, love Parasite. He turns into, like, a big Godzilla monster at the end, which is pretty cool, so... And I By thought... the way, Josh Williamson has done five issues in an annual so far. Okay, cool. And Just... maybe a Night Terrors, but he's definitely done five issues in an annual. I don't have much to catch up on, at least, so... No. Yeah. But yeah, um, all that aside, we should probably move on... Yes, to... to our books, yeah? Yes. So, Action Comics 507 came oh. out May 1980. 1980 in terms of Superman. We had... Uh, the Legion of Superheroes got their own title in 1980. Wow. For the first time, I believe. And Superboy also got his own title. Yes. Which lasted, I believe, 54 issues. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, and we have uh, the writer for this issue. It's called The Miraculous Return of Jonathan Kent. The writer is Carrie Bates, penciler Kurt Swan, inker Frank Caramonte, colorist Gene D'Angelo, litter and milt snappen editors julie schwartz and nelson bridwell so 1980 we are firmly in the bronze age uh, for you super fans you know pre-crisis the kents both died before he became uh-huh. superman i believe of natural causes yes that uh, yes there's a i saw a issue right around this time period which they basically both get a virus and die almost together interesting yeah because they they mentioned mark kent dies first but it's not alive for long after that which is similar similar to what grant morrison did where ma died first and pa died shortly after except that was a car crash not a what you may call it not a virus yeah but you know apples and oranges so 
Yeah, we have our classic melodramatic cover. Love Superman it. digging up Jonathan's grave. <laughs> well, actually, no, he's not digging up his grave. He's just digging up the dirt where the grave is supposed to be. He's like, where's this grave? And Jonathan's like, because I'm still alive and standing right behind you. And it's Ross Andrew and Dick Giordano. Who do the cover. Oh, yeah, they signed it right there. But That's yeah. pretty cool. What a, what a team up. And we're still in the Galaxy broadcasting era. And Superman... My favourite era, man. <laughs> it's good. Like, people complain that Superman's never updated from a newspaper. They did it back in the 70s. They put him in a... And old Steve Lombard right in the sports desk. Yeah, Steve Lombard. I, I like... Uh, so he's co-anchoring with Lana Lang. Clark yep. is... Yep. You know, so... Twice um... the old Lana Lang in the fucking 70s and 80s. Jesus Christ. Right. He's a real pill, actually. Uh, Lois too, I think. <laughs> They're both good. Well, I like Lois, whereas Lana's always kind of grinded my gears a little bit, you know. Um, I think uh, it's the opposite with me. Um, yeah, I know, you don't like Lois as either much. Either way, they like both Lois. give Clark a lot of, a lot grief. of grief in these decades. Oh, yeah, but, but Lana's really pushy in this period. Right. Because she's the co-anchor. Yeah. I mean, she's really pushy in what she has to do here, like forcing them to meet. Yeah. Know? I, I did find it funny how Clark's like, oh, there's been like a crime wave in Metropolis. I better do extra patrols tonight. Then Lana's like, no, we're going to this dinner. And he's like, well, I guess I can't convince her. I'll just go to this dinner. Yeah, he just <laughs> totally collapses. Like, he just is like, oh, it's God, like, I, I can't know, bother. Crime, crime sounds bad. <laughs> but, yeah, he's just like, I can't be bothered with putting up with the attitude. I'll just go along with yeah. it. <laughs> but, you know, I love, I love Kurt Swan and I love how he does the faces of the characters. I'll be too. You know, when Clark's remembering Pa dying and stuff. And yeah, so Pa's like shown up out of nowhere. And we kind of have two plots in these issues. One is Pa Kent has returned from out of nowhere. And it's sort of Clark dealing with that. Like, what is this real? Why has he returned? Uh, And then the other part is, which I thought was very weak. I didn't like this at all. Was what was this? uh, The the police power, the police power. Uh, Carrie Bates must tell. really hate hippies because this felt very odd. <laughs> I mean, having read quite a lot of Bronze Age stuff with some of this is pretty standard mm. procedure. Like they have done variations on this character before. Right. It's not their first time, uh, you know, testing out this concept. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, For yeah. me, it was just like. Just the way, it's like, does, does Carrie Bates hate, like, poor people? Is he, you know? Um, so I, I almost think it's, I, if I could speak for Carrie Bates, I, I've seen interviews where yeah. they question him about this, and really? he, he was doing, not, not even about this particular story, yeah. but about hippies in general, and I believe it's more of a plot device for him. He was a plot guy, uh. and... Uh, Mort Weisinger, who was his editor, did have a huge problem with youth culture. <laughs> and, and in fact, Kerry Bates was kind of a hippie back in the day. Interesting. If you check him out, he was very counterculture. So actually, I would say these guys, him and Elliot S. Mackin, were both pretty left to centre. And I think they were all about a plot device, man. You know? Yeah. I would say Elliot definitely is from what I've read. Well, I, I think they were brothers of the blood, man. I think they were both pretty much smoking the dope and coming up with the con. They were like best friends. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Not to deviate too much, but I, I do feel like Superman 
you know, with with like kind of counterculture writers is a strong combination because that's kind of how he started. I know? think it's cool. I think it's um, really cool. Yeah, like, and I I read as well that he said Mort Weisinger insisted that when he came into the office he wore a tie, which was not his style. <laughs> he was very the seventies. Yeah, a tie because a tie is not much to ask. That said, it's a bit it's a bit silly on Mort's part, but it's it's also not much to ask. No, but he um, did. He did wear it, and he yeah, said, "Hey, yeah, at least yeah. he didn't make me cut my hair." You know. Yeah. True. So these guys, man, I, I, I think were pretty. I, from the impression Rude. I get, is I think they were pretty left to center, smoked a bit of dope, came up with their stories. You know. Yeah. That kind of thing. So my thing was like, while I was reading this, I was just thinking like, because the, the hippie thing distracted me. Obviously, I was yeah, just wondering it's like, crazy. you could, you could have, and you know. I'm, it's easy to go, well, why didn't they do this or this? Like, it's easy to do that. But I'm going sure. to do it anyway. Um, so That's fine. The, it's like, it could have been, like, a supervillain of Superman's, maybe, like, a one of the lesser, like, Toy Man or something. Oh, he got powers all of a sudden from Jonathan coming back. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Or you could have just... I thought, why not just, like, a mugger? Like yeah. A, like, a, like a street hood or something. Um, that, that's what was going through my head anyway, when I finished this story, but it's random, dude. It's... Like it's so random that I, I kind of went with it. I think I've yeah. been, I think my brain has been so bronze age supermanified <laughs> over the last year that this is just one more nutty concept. Yeah. And I'm just like, sure. I, but by the same token, I did think. This one's pretty out there, and yeah. this this guy's powers were pretty extreme. Yeah. <laughs> See, the thing, the thing, like, obviously, I feel like the strong part of these issues is Superman dealing with Park yes. coming back, and that, yes. plot, like, because that's really what these issues are about. And the the police power is so there's just a threat to fight. Basically, one thing I did find fascinating um, was that Superman's not over thirty. That, in my oh, mind, I noticed in my that mind too. he is. You know, the guy looks thirty-five. Like he's he does, yeah, exactly. He looks well over thirty. He's... So true. <laughs> Kurt Swan draws him comfortably in his mid-thirties. You know, yeah. comfortably, not not looking old, but certainly not looking young. And so when they're like, he's not over thirty, I was like, oh okay. I was just like, Kurt what? Swan really did. You know, it was a, he was thirty-five in my mind. He's, you know? I guess, he's twenty-nine, eleven months. Um, yeah. But it's funny because have you read the the Spider Man Superman team up? I was drawn by. Kurt I have. Swan. I think I have. Yeah. So like in that they really show that Clark's like really an old fuddy duddy compared to Peter Parker, which so makes I, sense. Yeah, and I got the impression like that in that oh Clark's like in his thirties and Peter's like early twenties. You know that totally makes um, sense. You know. Yeah, and even Lois was, like, called old by, like, Mary Jane or something. They're old in terms of, like, to a kid, 30 is really old. You know? When you're in your 20s, someone who's 35, you're just like, wow, what what an adult. When you're 35, it's different. But, yeah, in the eyes of a 21-year-old, 35's an eon away. And you let's know? face it, Clark's a square. And, like, we love him for it, but he's Total an square. square. Like, Total square. Yeah, hello, and, and young I mean, man. And, <laughs> let's face it, I see what's going on here, young fella. Now, tell me, how are you doing it? I mean, this is straight from Superman's mouth to the hippie guy. I mean, he couldn't be more sort of parental if yeah. he, you know, tried. Yeah. Do, do you remember know. when Superman tried out, uh, what was it, 
tobacco. He got all the cigars. Yeah, he, that, that was great. And his no, he tried out a tobacco pipe, and his <laughs> face just scrunches up like yeah, skulls. <laughs> um, but that said, it, I did like the scene where. <laughs> The guy tells tells him to take a slow boat to China. That was very random. <laughs> I loved it though. It's so funny. Oh, it was good, and, but yeah. And they've got the Chinese script, like you know, I assume it's Mandarin. We're not Cantonese. They wouldn't have a clue what it is, and and like it's just so funny. And then he blows the wind sail, so he gets there quickly, and then he flies back. I'm like, that's the kind of thing you don't see now, and I do miss that, you know. Yeah, I also really appreciate they didn't have them speak in English. Like, because that just would have gone wrong. Like, you know, just have them... Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, use the yeah. actual script. Because, you know, whenever Americans write British people in comics of this sure. era is just embarrassing. They're like, chum so, this, chum that, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Governor, uh... <laughs> yeah, governor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, the whole thing, the whole crux is really, like, Pa's acting very in-character. He's making up excuses, which I liked mm. for Superman to leave the scene and stuff. And... Yeah, so... It's very convincing. Like, well, I hadn't read this story at all. Like, I yeah. knew nothing of this story at all. So I was like, at first, I was like, oh, this is just going to be another wacky Bronze Age, like, fake out, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, man, this actually really seems like it is Jonathan Ken. Like, I was invested in the storyline. Like, Yeah, I was curious. And then it's kind of weird, though, because we go to... Uh, well, the issue 507 ends with, like, everyone getting pleased and exiled... And he goes to Smallville, and and he's still living there, and he goes through the letters which he's been writing. (laughs) Yeah, and there's also no grave there where Jonathan is supposed to be. So, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, so he Superman's somehow gone to an alternate Earth. Was my thinking. That was what I was thinking. Too. I like this bit where he goes, it's not ethical to read other people's mail. But that principle <laughs> hardly applies here. I'm like, thanks for the PSA, Superman. <laughs> like, uh, like, it's like, hey, kids. <laughs> Fellow kids. Yeah. Meanwhile, we'll on Earth 2, Superman's feeding Nazis into a blender. But <laughs> Yeah, I will say this. Although we're kind of like making fun of the police power, I really did like the artwork of the last panel in issue 507 where he says you adults have hassled us for the last time now i'm taking command of the city everyone over 30 get out of metropolis and stay out please with the big letters oh yeah really cool the art's fantastic kurt swan's done one thing wrong that's it that's like i have one kurt swan complaint in his career that's how he drew mr mcspitlick's cosmic horror form okay dreadful i'm not familiar with it but whatever happens to the man of tomorrow that was like i've seen him look i love kurt swan I've seen him struggle to get some concepts across the line. But then again, it's almost like, Jesus Christ, like, we're so used to now, you know, like, I think the artists now do a lot wrong, but some some of them, they're really, these days, a lot of artists are really good at doing really crazy, almost dimensional, weird monsters Whereas I've seen Kurt Swan a couple of times come up, and I've and I've sort of thought, yeah, you do, you don't really know what the, the writer wants here, you know? Yeah, yeah they I think they should have just got Bernie Wrightson to draw Mister McSpitlick, <laughs> like yeah. for that two pages. But again, that that minor, one complaint, it minor complaint for Kurt Swan, you know, yeah. like no one's perfect. No, so, not even Kurt Swan. Yeah, not, not even not even Heracles is perfect. 
Not even Superman is perfect. Wendy, so, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. I know that Kurt Swan, um, and Google could answer this, I know his, his last thing was the whatever happened to Man of Tomorrow. When did he actually pass away? Was it shortly after that? I think it was in the 90s. I'll look it up. Uh, okay. So he was around for a few years after. 96. Yeah, again, oh. that, that new editor, who notably didn't even like Superman, um, right. wanted to get rid of all the old Superman guards so that he could have, mm. you know, uh, which I found out actually from your interview with, uh, Mr. Elliot S. Magan, so... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It just feels like, to me, I always think... I, look, I know it's hindsight, but I, 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 I couldn't sit there and say with a straight face, we need to get rid of Kurt Swan, you know? It's very disrespectful, too. I, I like... just... I put, him on a, put him on a different Superman title, sure. I mean, he doesn't need to draw everything, which it kind of feels like he used to do. Um, but I, I just don't, yeah. like, that makes no sense to me, you know. To, uh, I, like, to be fair, that chicken charge, she did make a lot of money with these changes. Yeah. And she did oh, get yeah. a lot of new Superman fans, but, like, at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. But, uh, anyway, mm. so with, with the issue 508, which I believe the credits are the same for, I'll just double check. They all look pretty similar. Yeah, uh, oh, letterer is Ben Oda. That's the only difference. So, uh, lettering June is actually kids. But yeah, we kind of find out pretty early in this issue that Jonathan's legit. I think mm. we get the which I thought we could have saved that reveal for a little bit longer. <laughs> How but, funny are the twins who come in? The identical twins. They're all random. I'm guessing they're like minor characters. In they must be. I'm not familiar with them, but I haven't read this far you know, in. Yeah. But I love how they're like, oh my goodness, look how old he is. It's impossible for him to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, they're even dressed the same. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And there's no attempt to make them look like they're in 1980. They could be straight out of the 60s. Yeah. If you look Yeah, at there's them. some, I think there's some like, in terms of the writing style and even obviously Kurt's artwork, there's some there's some bleed from like the Silver Age, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. these guys have been working since the fifties. So yeah. like they yeah. still have a lot of that the art style and the writing sensibilities, you know, because this does like it feels I don't want to say dated, but it feels older than it is sometimes. Yes, I, I agree. It's not cutting edge. I like it, uh, because I remember it as a yeah. kid. Um, and I, I remember Superman comics being like this when I'd pick them up on the newsstand before this is before John Byrne, you know? Yeah. And I, I actually remember it very well. And this was Superman and it was kind of like, he was kind of like your dad's superhero. Yeah. And that was okay because that's what he was. You know, you didn't yeah. even, you, you didn't sit there going, man, I need a really cutting I need edge. Superman to be more hip. No, yeah, or more violent. It was kind of like, no, this is what he is. This is what yeah. he's like, you know, and that was okay. So, but I agree, it's not, it, it's not, in 1980, lots of different things were pushing through. This was yeah. definitely the older guard, you know? Well, you, you look at Elliot S. Magan's stuff, in my opinion, mm. is cutting edge. Oh, like I like Hit or missed. Like, he is so, and that was like 10 years before this. Uh, so it was cutting edge for like 1972 is what I'm saying. Sure. But yeah, so, but you know, that that's like, 
I don't think it's really a complaint because I think what what Carrie Bates does, and a lot of contemporary writers, uh, looking at you, Danny O'Neill, not to speak ill of the dead, uh, struggled with like, oh, Superman's too powerful. Mm. But Carrie Bates, like, he writes these stories where it's it's not about that. It's not about fighting no. a bad guy. It's about emotional and mental challenges for Superman. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what the story's about. And that's something that Elliot S. Magan says as well. Mm. Um, you know, these stories about absolute power and not corrupting and stuff like that. Which is, you know, I think it's safe to say that's, like, why most Superman fans like him as a character for yeah. those mental challenges. Not for the fact that, you know, he... He can punch Doomsday really hard. <laughs> that which is a legit, and I like him for that reason. You know well. what? There's so. a there's a part of me that does like him for that. Yeah. But I think if you're settling in for the long haul, it's yes. the intrinsic nature of the character and all that that is the biggest sell. I mean, the powers are fantastic, and that's a they're big awesome. reason the powers. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Don't get me wrong. But you've also got to like the character. And there's a lot to like about the character. Yeah. You know? But people have a sustained interest for decades. Is like, there's obviously more to it than just punching. Oh, 100%. The guy. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like... there's a million comics that riff on that. And no one really, I think, in their heart of hearts, wants Superman to go full, like, you know, like Wolverine in a berserker age <laughs> 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, no, no one really wants that. You know? It can happen now and then. Of course. Like, for the man who has everything. Of course uh, it can happen now it's and then. That's fine. But, but I'm talking about, like, you wouldn't be tuning in for a decade of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because no, you, you look at all the best, like, all those top ten Superman stories, and they're always, like, wild concepts like Red Sun, or they're, like... Uh, Although, kind of... I, 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 I made the mistake, because I, I hate CBR. I do. I hate... <laughs> they're, they're pretty trash. Well, I was, they like, got, the best they... sense of... Best 10 Superman stories, but I had For Tomorrow. And I was like, really? For like, Tomorrow? For Tomorrow, like best 10 best ever? I was like, are you even trying at all? Like, like it, <sighs> that's not in the best 100. It's, not even, it's, one of, it's probably one of my least favourite. For Tomorrow has great artwork. It does. But, but like, it's kind of trash. It's Like, the best things to come out of that for me are like, I like the fortress in the jungle. Yeah. And the artwork. Like, I mean, come on, that's the story where Superman's like, I'm going to blow up the Earth if you don't tell me where Lois Lane is. That's not very... It's very... It's... Yeah. What I'm using as an example of... Yeah. Like, that that, that um, CBR, like, they just don't even try, you know? They have and some good lists, though. But, like... They it, do. Like, older CBR do, anyway. But... Yeah. How about this scene where, um... The, the paper blazer, he's like, um, you get so bad, like, kiss your shoes and stuff. Yeah, he, uh... <laughs> and he gets Superman to beat himself up. <laughs> Which was actually much more violent than I expected. Like, yeah. I was like, um, they come in and Superman's, like, hammered on the couch. And, um, it's so funny, though, because his dad's like, don't worry, you're invulnerable, you'll quickly get better. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, oh, it's it's okay, but but like, yeah, he fully makes him beat himself and stuff, and like, you actually see like the little and the art, you see the little bruises they try to put on with like the primitive, yeah. you know, printing of the day. It's kind of cool. I liked it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I and then I, I tell you what, I actually 
I had more of a problem with the design of the aliens than anything else. I thought the aliens, just for some reason, I just thought they looked ridiculous. I um, liked it, but it was yeah. from the 60s. <laughs> yeah, it is very... It's from 60s. Star Trek. It is, it is. and But I, I liked the explanation, and that is very typical of uh, a Kerry Bates or Elliot S. Baggins storyline where the the sort of cloud that, that, that got him to into 1980 from whenever you know he came from Smallville gave the powers to the kid that that sort of like little throwaway I I love that because I really love a story where you're like how did this kid get all this fucking power like he's so powerful and yeah. it's just such a nutty reason <laughs> it's oh, just it's like just... a byproduct of a time travel thing yeah I uh, yeah, I, I, I liked the aliens. Uh, I, I feel like we could have gotten a little bit more explanation, but it was also enough for me because I'm familiar with the time. But it did feel a bit more, with the lack of explanation, it felt a bit more Silver Age than Bronze Age. Um, yes, and I did notice that there was a tie-in of some sort to the Superboy, um, which I believe Kerry Bates was writing as well, and they must have appeared in Superboy. Uh, and I think he helped them out and did something right. that they gave him. That was why they that they gave him his subconscious desire, which was to see Superboy growing up. Well, they usually put an editor's note, don't they, for like check out Superboy. Ah, uh, there's a there is a little one. Um, oh, I must have is, missed it. I believe it's Super, Superboy Four. I saw it when I was reading it again. Um, I I want to say it's Superboy uh, Four because yeah, there is a note. Carrie Bates was writing, about it. was writing Superboy when this came out because that series started in January of this year, and this is like June. I think. Yeah, yeah. Here so. it is. As revealed, it, it, it's on um, page eleven, and he says um, a meeting which took place in Smallville many years before when his son was a teenage Superboy, and he obviously helped them. And he says they say for helping us in coming to our aid, Earth Man, we are going to fulfill your fondest desire, a subconscious desire you are not even aware of. As revealed in Superboy Five, May nineteen eighty. So it was literally yeah. in that month, or the month before this issue. So it was all tied in together, and there's actually other stories um, that we're going to be doing on Signal of Doom soon where Kerry Bates does a four-parter and three of the issues are in, I think, action and one of them's in Superboy. Interesting. So he was kind of like, I mean, he was, you know, smartly, you know, creating a little bit of a continuity between the titles. I mean, it's probably fun to do that as well if you're like... Because they're the same character at the end of the day, so... Well, you're playing into Sandbox, you may as well, you know, make the best of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we... Superman beats <laughs> the Please Man by, um... Muslim. Yeah, with, like, a... Which I loved. Model. Sucked into the Please Kid, because he's really pissing me off. And he hypnotizes um, him afterwards. And yeah, then we I get... Mean, he's a real punk, that kid. Can I just say that? Like... Oh, yeah, he's definitely a punk. For sure. Total punk. And then... But then... What about this scene? Where, um... Uh, Jonathan Kent's nursing the badly beaten up Superman and Lois comes in and she's like, you called him son twice but if you're his father, that can only mean Superman is and always was Clark Kent. And then it's like, why pa? After all the times you helped me protect my secret identity, why? Clark's just got like the biggest, oh fuck's sake look at him. Yeah, he's just like really like, and Uh. and then um, Lois drops a bit of a bombshell where she says, 
Uh, for all you know, maybe I'd already figured out for myself that Clark was Superman, and I've just been smart enough not to let on. No, and I she, was like, no, that, she's she's full of it. She's full of it because she thinks that's like half the plot. She thinks he's Superman like half the time, and then she yeah. gets disproven. So. No, I know it is, but, but uh, it was kind of okay. cool to see the reveal. Um, you know, I, I thought it was cool, and then it was also funny because he's like, I've still got a job to do, um, and and. We'll talk later, Lois. He, he just can't wait to get out of there, can he? He's just like... Yeah, he's gone. He's just like, this is just way too much. Like, It's unfortunate that's the last time he sees Pa. It is. It is. Um, because then he goes and does all this stuff. Yeah. And then it's kind of Groundhog Day, isn't it? Yeah, so he gets back to the news station. He reads the note uh, that Pa left. Mm. And which is grim. He's like, I'll be back in Smallville by the time yeah. you read this. It's like, uh, but yeah. So Lana Lang starts reading the news broadcast, and Superman's like, Wait a minute, she's she's acting like it's March sixth, it's March seventh. Yeah. And she's talking about the typhoon. What about all the stuff that happened? And the notes disappearing, and then everything goes blank right before his eyes. And uh, we see that these aliens basically have the power to alter reality. Uh, which yes. is not not a stretch. There's a Superman villain that can literally do that on a whim. Yeah, so, um, that's not a stretch in a Superman. <laughs> yeah, <on>. so <laughs> Mr. Mixy Spitlick, people. Exactly. Um, how good is Emperor Joker? Do you remember when we covered that? Love it. it was loved great, it. Great Absolutely story. loved it, man. One of yeah. my favorite um, Superman stories, actually. Really good. Really good. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, and that sweet Pa's wish was to see uh, him grown up after he yeah. was gone. I, I, I thought it was very in keeping with um, Park Kent, and I also was very happy to see that it actually was Park Kent, not just some sort of, you know, st- doppelganger or something. Yeah, you know? which, which like, it tends to be a lot of the time in old comics. It mostly so... is, man. It mostly yeah. is. <laughs> there was, like, so, this... Yeah. Uh, there was this Star Wars story, like, you know, the old Marvel Star Wars comics they were yes. releasing? Uh, yes. They released this after A New Hope, and, like... Ben Kenobi came back, and Luke was like, oh, it's Benny, he remembers everything. Uh, and then at the end of turned out there was an actor that Darth Vader hired. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> to be of Ben Kenobi. It was, like, it was so stupid. That's, <laughs> and that's more what I would have expected. I would have expected some sort of sci-fi explanation of that. Yeah. So I was actually thought it was cool that it was actually proper Jonathan, just time-displaced, and, yeah, ra- wrapped it up, and everyone forgot everything, which was convenient, because yeah. Lois found out, because there's obviously kids before Lois found out, found out, you know, yeah. um, and, and everything. And, um, yeah, I, I honestly, two really enjoyable issues. Uh, I'm glad we covered them. I'm glad for that. Thank you to that, um, website that, that was picking yeah. just random stories that no one other than the diehards have ever heard of. Cause I'm going to go through quite a few of these storylines and, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm giving it 8.5 out of 10. I think it was excellent. I'm going to give it mm, probably 6.5. Wow. Uh, I, I still liked it. That's still a good rating for yeah. me. But it's the worst thing yeah. I've read by Carrie Bates. Uh, okay. So, like, Look, it, was it, just... is, it is very sort of down the line, you know. I mean, I'm giving it 8.5 from a very prejudiced, uh, Bronze Age yeah. addicted Dave Finn, like... Score. I mean, this is this is compared to the other Bronze Age stuff I've read. So, like, like really compared this to like Denny O'Neill's Bronze Age stuff and 
Danny O'Neill just blows it out of the water. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, well, he's going for a lot more serious as well. That's true. Um, but, this is more kind of, I would almost describe this as, this has got a touch of whimsy about it, you know? Yeah. I Look, I still really liked it, though. And again, like, the the strong part for me was all the Park Kent stuff. If, if he just focused on that, I think it would have been... If that had, like, yeah. more focus, it would have been stronger. Um, that, But they just needed someone for him to fight. So... And the people pleaser, I mean, he's he is a threat in a weird way, but he's yeah. not a th- physical sort of, you know, he's not the kind of threat of a of a big battler. It's more kind of a tricky. Well, he's like Jesse threat. Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. He's just like he's a really annoying brat who just happens yeah, to be exactly. a threat. I'm Super sorry. annoying. Yeah. yeah. So. But um, once again, it's just it's just great to visit the Galaxy Broadcasting Corporation and. I don't know if we got any Steve Lombard this these two episodes. I don't think Steve made an appearance, unfortunately. Um, he must have been busy covering some sports news. Um, yeah. But you know, we we saw we saw Lana kind of bitching at the start, and then she kind of vanished, and then big moment for Lois. She she did find out. She 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 uncovered it all. You know. Yeah. And sadly, got wiped away. I do know uh, Adam talking Superman. Hmm who's been on the show a few times. We did Superman and the Mastermen recently. Uh, mm. Definitely check out Multiversity Mastermen if you haven't. Fantastic issue. Uh, my awesome. favourite alternate Superman. Absolutely um, awesome issue. Yeah, and uh, Grant Morrison actually released his annotations for that after we recorded, but he did release them, which were very interesting. And Fantastic issue of comics, frankly. Yes, so go read that. Um... But Adam Talking Superman, he did he did a top one hundred Superman comics list. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dave, I can send that on to you if you want. Yes, and I'd be I'd be interested uh, in that. For a sure. lot of it's post crisis, but there is pre crisis. Oh, stuff he in there. he did it. He he did it himself, did he? Yeah. Oh yeah, very interested. I know he's he's a fountain of knowledge on Superman for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but obviously, shoot yeah. it on. I mean, he put Action Comics eight here. You know, you got to respect pulls like that, so... Sure. But cool. it's... From looking at it, it's mostly post-crisis, but, like, still still worth a cool. look. There's some stuff on that... There is some obscure stuff that we covered, like Superman Strength, the three-issue miniseries, is very good. Huh. Um, the... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, what was that other one we did? Uh, Superman The Secret Years. I think you like that, Dave. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, dude, I'll... I'll... I'm I'm always open to suggestions, man. Like to be honest, I mean I love some post crisis of men that I've read. Like absolutely love it. Like well, I'm I'm very non discriminating. I'll I'll check it out if I think it's good. You know. I'll send you this. Uh, the cover art's by Frank Miller, but the interior art's Kurt Swan. It's called. I don't think this is on Adam's list, but it's called Superman: The Secret Years, and it's okay. about Superman's transition from Superboy to Superman in the Bronze Age. So that sounds fun. It was written in 1985. I really enjoyed it. I sent it to you on Facebook. I actually have the issues Thanks, physically because we covered it pretty early on the mm. show because uh-huh. a listener requested it and mm. it was like one of those pleasant surprises. So have you read um, any Kurt Busiak Superman, the Camelot Falls and all this stuff? Is it any good? I've read Secret Identity. Mm. Um, but I hear very good things about Kurt Busiek's Superman. I uh, have well, I just, yeah, Camelot okay. Falls in the trades, but I haven't read it yet. He took—I okay. think he takes over from Jeff Johns, or Jeff right. Johns takes over from him. 
actually. One of those okay. two. I've read all of Jeff Johns's, and I, d- I really do enjoy it, you know? Yeah, we actually, we did Brainiac recently. And Loved that. Last that was summer. great. That you was know what? great. I hated Escape from Bizarro World. Oh, dear. I thought that was rubbish. I don't even rem- I've read it, but I don't remember it. But I, <laughs> I did love his run overall. I thought it was a lot of fun. John's is very hit and miss for me, which, yeah. which I said last episode. But yeah, most of his run is good. I, the, actually, the one part of his run that I haven't read is the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, that's great. Which I know because you read the Legion. That's actually why I read it all. We, we yeah. did it on Legion Outpost, and I read that. That's fantastic. Uh, that stuff, yeah. And Secret Origin, which. I've speed enough vitriol. About, no, I know. Uh, we all know your opinion of Secret Origin. <laughs> so, we don't need to. We don't need to open that Pandora. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, tangents aside, Dave, where can people find you? Well, you can find me um, at Signal of Doom, um, weekly podcast to do with my pal Ridge. Um, comic books, comic book movies, pop culture, Bob Dylan, Frank Sinatra. It all gets a run. Um, yeah, and we have a great time there. I do have. Sort of two spin-offs, Legion Outpost, with I do with my friend Adam the Computer, and um, we cover Legion of Superhero stuff, often quite a bit of Superboy and Legion, because I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, that's a semi-regular show, and we're about to do another one, actually. Um, Adam Ooh. generally takes the lead, because he's the Legion yeah. you know, expert. But I, I've, I've improved as the, as the years have gone on, and I really enjoy it. And I do have another show, which is kind of on hiatus, Dread or Dead, but that's going to... We'll be doing an episode of that shortly, too, but Judge Dread. But, yeah, check us up on Signal of Doom. We're on everything. If you go to Facebook, we're there, Twitter, uh, all your podcast feeds. It's a podcast that comes out every week. I think we've done... I think we're up to about uh, episode 326, something like that. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah so that's right. I was on for 300. And yeah. this week, <laughs> this week, we're doing Superman Rebirth by Tomasi, Volume 1. Ah. Um, oh. It was... Rich, I, I, I think you don't like, but I know Rich loves And I said, well, let's just do it. I've never read it. so I, I don't like, just... hate it, but I okay. don't like it. I haven't done my reading at all, so I can't even offer any insight. But I know Rich loves it, so I was kind of throwing Rich a bone. You know? Yeah, fair enough. You, you do make Rich go through all the Bronze Age stuff, so... Exactly, yeah. Uh, Bronze Age stuff is better, though. Uh, again, like, uh, Rebirth yeah. is all right, uh, but there's, like, an omnibus, and I've seen it pretty discounted and i haven't bothered picking it up and i tomasi and superman's a great combination as well but uh i yeah. loved uh tomasi actually did new 52 superman's death uh the final days of superman i thought that okay. was spectacular okay. and that that's just before rebirth but uh anyway um yeah well dave hopefully we collaborate again soon oh man happy to I'm and i'm sure happy to will. bring in some more of my bronze age picks or something man i'm you know always happy to come on um, and, and, you know, God bless you and, um, keep up the good work with all your different dance partners. <laughs> Thanks very much. All right. Until next time, everyone, uh, you know, if, if your dad comes back from the dead, don't question it. Just enjoy it while it lasts. Exactly. All right. Peace. Peace out. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. 
And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.